You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Jordan Hart. We are at the LCMS convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Today we have the opportunity to sit down with Chaplain Craig Mueller. He's director of LCMS Ministry to the Armed Forces. Chaplain Mueller, thanks so much for being our guest. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. There is a very special award happening at this convention, and I want to learn more about this this special medal that's being awarded and the recipient as well. I understand it's the St. Martin of Tours Silver Medal. What is the significance of this medal? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we traditionally in the Missouri Senate have given the St. Martin of Tours Award to any chaplain who's served 20 years or more. It's usually the bronze. But we have a silver St. Martin of Tours Award that we rarely give to anybody. It takes really an exemplary career, and even after they were in the military as a chaplain or supporting ministry of the Armed Forces. So basically above and beyond. And number one thing is recruiting chaplains for us, encouraging our chaplains through whatever career they're at. And so this year we're honored to give it to Reverend Dr. Daniel, Admiral Daniel Gard, U.S. Navy retired. And he's also still a, a visiting professor at Fort Wayne Seminary, but he was also president of Concordia University of Chicago and was the head of all reserve Navy chaplains. So that was pretty cool. So brief history lesson. How did this, how did this award come about? It's what, pretty, what, what it's was really, the impetus? Yeah, it's really pretty cool because it's been going on probably almost since World War II is what I can oh, wow. find tracing it back. So St. Martin of Tours was a probably a third century leader in the church. But his, his tradition has it that he was a army soldier and uh, I mean, in the Roman army mm-hmm. back then, of course. So, it was, yeah, so he was a Roman soldier and he walked, he was riding his horse and he saw a beggar freezing so he took his cape and cut half of it off and gave it to the beggar. And then tradition has it then the next, during that evening, he had a vision and Christ was the beggar and said, think, well, basically he saw that it was his big conversion moment. Mm. So then he became a cleric and became a leader in the church, especially in the French, in, in France, and became a big legend. In fact, they supposedly took his cape took it to battle with him, put it in a glass case, you know, and took it with the battle. Uh-huh. Sort of like the Ark, I guess, in yeah, the Old Testament. Yeah, exactly. They went to battle with them, <laughs> and they called it the Capella, and the person who took care of it was a Capellanius, which we get our words chapel and chaplain from. So it's really got a great tradition for the military. Mm. So there's where we get our names for chaplain and chapel. And so for Lutherans, the reason we adopted it is because it's definitely another added advantage because Martin Luther obviously was born on November 10th, and his day, St. Martin of Tours' day, is November 11th. So when Luther was baptized, according to the tradition, they named him after the saint that was on that baptism day, which was Martin. So that's where Martin Luther got his name, from St. Martin of Tours. So now it's Martin Luther. So it's a double benefit for our Navy chaplains, Mm. Missouri Senate chaplains, or all of our chaplains, Lutheran chaplains, because we get the St. Martin of Tours. So it's got two Martins who are great defenders of the faith. St. Martin of Tours back in the third century, and then Martin Luther, obviously, for the Reformation. So that's kind of a, a nutshell I summary of, it. The, of what it is. Just a little bit of significance in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little it's, bit. It's quite an honor. And our yeah. chaplains really, I mean, it's a, something they wear and or yeah. put in a case and, and treasure deeply because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big honor, especially the silver, as you're mentioning. It's, it's very rarely given. <laughs> There's a few that we've got. I think we've given 15 total since 1945. 
So this is a great honor to give it to Chaplain Dan Gard to honor him for his service. I feel much smarter now. Yeah, I had no idea. I've never really history lesson the word chaplain, but (laughs) etymology. Yes, I mean all of these things. History, so much to learn here. Mm -hmm. The 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 work that chaplains do have been doing for many years. Help us understand what that work is. That's a, a really important vocation to care for those who are serving, especially on the front line. Absolutely. I think the best way to describe it to people is really what is provision. So chaplains really are providing religious services and support to all the troops that they serve. And some people question that. Well, it's really a constitutional reason that we have chaplains. And it's been challenged in court because it's like, well, they're, the chaplain's an agent of the government. How does that work? Well, because of the free exercise clause. The people in our military have the right to worship according to their tradition. So each Mm -hmm. endorser or religious organization that has chaplains sends them into the Department of Defense, and they are to provide according to their tradition. So our chaplains, of course, provide word and sacrament ministry to all of the Lutherans who serve, but also to the Protestants, which are Christian. We do Bible studies. We do counseling, of course, and provision. So we provide pastoral care for them. The second one is that we facilitate for others. So we are a protector of religious liberty for everyone. So if I'm a battalion chaplain of Marines, I have a thousand Marines, you know, maybe 50 of them will be Lutheran, a couple hundred will be Catholic, you know, the whole gamut representation mm-hmm. of America. A lot don't believe anything. They're nuns, but not yeah. N-U-N, yeah. right? The, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. No religious preference, but it's still my job to facilitate for them. So if a Catholic Marine comes up to me and says, hey, chaps, I'd like to receive Catholic communion. What do you do? I said, oh, I got a chaplain over here who's Catholic, or I can give you a ride to the Catholic priest, so you can do free exercise of your religion. That's the same thing, obviously, with our Lutheran service members. They need to tell their chaplain, hey, I want a Lutheran chaplain, and and it's the job of their chaplain, whatever faith group he is, to provide that, to make sure that they get their Lutheran needs met. So that's kind of what we do. It's really, it is really religious support, and so they have the opportunity, Mm -hmm. because they don't leave their faith you know, on the door when they join the military, it's not something you give up. Mm-hmm. Give up a lot of other rights when you join the military, <laughs> but your faith is not one of them. Sure. So <clears throat> that support that you give to people in the military, that what does that look like? Is that just all the time? I mean, just whenever they need it. So whether you're deployed, whether you're in training, or whether you're you're here in the States, it's just you're just always available? Or, or how does that look? Yeah, it's a good question because, yeah, this is probably the most unique thing. You really live with your flock. So uh-huh. for 24-7, especially when you are deployed, but even in garrison, whenever you're on exercises. Yeah. So you just look on, at the schedule to whenever there's an opportunity to do morning prayer or a, a, mm. a noon service or somehow put yourself in there and say, hey, these guys need a prayer yeah. time or they need a Bible study or they want a divine service, especially if they're over mm-hmm. a weekend or whatever. So it really is any time you can wedge it into the operational yeah. schedule. That's what we're there. But we're always with them, so they always have access to us cool. 24-7. Cool. So back to the award. What does this ceremony look like? What, how does it, how does well, it work? Well, Are gonna, you presenting it? Who presents it? Yeah, I'm going to present it. Okay. It's kind of a, it, it's going to happen on Tuesday uh-huh. at 1705, if they stay on schedule. But it, and well, radio time, right? Yeah, that's what that that's means. That's right, yeah. <laughs> no, so what we usually do is chaplain, my assistant chaplain, Hokana, will read uh-huh. the, a little bit of what I just shared with you, a history of the award. Cool. Because I think it's important for everybody at the convention to realize the significance of this, especially for Lutherans, yeah. chaplains of, of how important that is. So we just talk about that, and then we read a citation like we would in a military award. 
they list a whole bunch of things that he's done, which basically for Dr. Gard is, you know, he's been a chaplain himself. He's a professor at Fort Wayne, so he's constantly telling the story and the need for chaplains. So he's our biggest recruiter, you know, at Fort Wayne. And then he was president of CUC, so he was talking to the pre-SEM guys. Mm-hmm. Now he's back to Fort Wayne, and he's always constantly engaging with us. And that really is what the, the spirit of the word is all about, just above and beyond. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to read that in the citation. But I have limited time on the stage, so we're trying <laughs> to get it really quickly in there. And then I'm going to give him the medal, and then we're going to make a military exit, and it'll be over. But hopefully the, the people will know and appreciate how much that means. It's really a big deal. I think they will. A military <laughs> yeah. exit. What, yeah. How would you describe a military exit? Well, just a sharp turn, left turn and, <laughs> and marching off. <laughs> no cartwheels. No cartwheels. No, this is a, yeah, no, even though we are old and retired now, it won't, it won't be as crisp as our current active duty. I uh, won't, I won't tell military you bearing will be a little bit off. <laughs> But we'll make it. That's why, you know, my uniform, I'm not going to be wearing this Aloha shirt, but I'll be with <laughs> some sort of other uniform. Yourself. This is a radio program. I know, Nobody knew like, you were wearing that's, that. That's what my wife asked. Is <laughs> anybody going to see you? So, because I didn't know. <laughs> you, you shared with us a brief overview of, of Chaplain Guard, Admiral Guard's yes. service. How many years did he serve as a chaplain? He was in the Navy, right? Yes. Yep. So he, I think, again, I have to look at his bio, but I think it was around 30 years. He maxed out because he... Mm-hmm. He made it as high as you can go as a reserve chaplain. The highest you can go is a one-star, which is a admiral, lower half. And so he was the pinnacle of his trade. I mean, he couldn't go anymore. In fact, why he was doing that is when he was president of CUC. Talk, so talk about wow, busy man, you know. Right, serving <laughs> a sheen as a reserve Navy chaplain. Yeah, so he's and... in charge of all the reserve chaplains, which I can't remember the exact number, but there's quite a few. I mean, we're talking hundreds of chaplains that are in the yeah. reserves that he he would liaison with the chief of chaplains, who I guess you're going to talk to, who's also a Missouri Senate guy. So mm-hmm. we've got some great stories here. Why is why is there such a significance among Navy chaplains? Why is there such a, a Lutheran presence among Navy chaplains? You know, that's a good question. I think it's kind of like in a season. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first came in, the Army had a lot of the more senior Lutheran chaplains. So I think it kind of goes with classes. You know, mm-hmm. I think in my class, Chaplain Todd and I are actually classmates. We actually got went to chapel school the same year in 1986. And I think in my class there were 10 of us that became chaplains. And I wow. think eight of us went on active duty. And I think four or five of us were still hanging around. So it kind of goes, you know, with, during the class. And there's a kind of a gap. And then there we got some more coming mm-hmm. in. So I think for Dan Gard, it was just pretty much ever since he mm-hmm. got in, he just, and he deployed several times. He was actually at 9-11. He was one of the first responders to the oh towers as a, so we got recalled to the Pentagon to help with that. Of course, well, who, Chaplain Todd also was there because he was the Coast Guard chaplain. So he was the, one of the first responder chaplains on ground. So yeah, they have an impact. He's just got to, you know, again, it's humbling for him. I know he, I really had to twist, really did. I mean, he did not want this, but I made him, <laughs> we got to do it. I said, it's for the sake, again, it's for the Navy. It's not about you. It's for recruiting chaplains and seeing the importance of it for the church to say, thank you. For what you've done. We can't even begin to imagine how many lives he was able to change by being able to be there with him to right. share the gospel of Jesus Christ in this mission It's field. inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it really is. No yeah. way to quantify that, but we're going to try to. Yes. We're going to give him a nice medal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he does with it afterwards, but we're, it's from the heart for us. He's certainly, <laughs> certainly earned it and deserves it. What's the the process for becoming a chaplain, whether it's a, a military chaplain, whether it's for Navy or, or any other branch? 
So to be a chaplain, you have to have an MDiv, which all of our, well, no, I guess we do have alternate routes. So usually you have to have the MDiv. So for us, it would be the 130 hours or whatever it is for a master. That's what the Department of Defense recognizes. And then two years in the parish, the pastoral experience. And the, the military does count vicarage, but we still kind of like a little more pastoral experience because uh-huh. it really is important that you know how to handle every kind of situation. Even though you're mostly working with 18 to 25-year-olds, it's still, you know, there's crises, there's death, there's war, and you've got to be able to have a, a good pastoral experience to handle some of those situations without, you know, it, it's just a fact of life that we found out that our guys do a lot better because of their pastoral formation because we have the two best seminaries, I would say, in the world that form our pastors. And from there, they go right into the Navy or Mil- Army or Air Force or Space Force. No. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I almost put my joke in there, but anyway, <laughs> you could cut it out later. <laughs> so, what, what's the first step to finding out more about becoming a chaplain? Oh, or... call call me. And my <laughs> phone number, personal. I'll give that out. It's five seven one two three four zero zero seven three. And we are really desperately. They, all the service branches are hiring. They need chaplains to be there with these young men and women who are going all over the globe. You know, defending our freedom. Yeah. So. They need pastors. So if you know of any young pastors interested, please contact me in my office and we'll be loved to walk them through it. Very good. And what's the email address? LCMSChaps at LCMS.org. Very good. Our guest today, Chaplain Craig Mueller, his director of LCMS Ministry to the Armed Forces, celebrating the the award, the St. Martin of Tours Silver Medal for Chaplain Daniel Gard. Thanks so much for being our guest well, on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me. It was great to see you yeah. guys. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Jordan Hart. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live Uncommon.